0: What's happening? This is the Tap In Podcast. You alive. Uh we are live on, on Zoom uh with the one and only glasses Malone, Man, how you feeling, man?
1: I'm cooling, man. Making the most out of a, a weekend, same day is like a Monday for me. What's happening?
0: Chilling, man. Chilling, man. So let's get into uh I see you got the uh the music dropping. The uh what is the gangster boogie?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I listen to that joint. That shit is hard, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, no. Nah. Yeah. Just, just bringing that funk, man. Bringing that funk, man. Bringing that West Coast funk, man. Some shit to the table, to, to, to hopefully make niggas' summers a little bit more festive.
0: Yeah, that's that. That's that good crip walking music, man.
1: Yeah, make something for the makes up for the street niggas, man. Somebody gotta make something for the street niggas, man. Yeah.
0: Is, uh, is music still fun for you to make, man, or is it more
1: business? It's more fun ever than it ever was before, honestly. Um, like I, f- It's like uh, when I first got in it, it was more therapeutic. It just helped me release a lot of stuff that I had went through and was going through at that time. So it, it became more like something I needed to do just to be in a better space. Now it's actually fun. You know what I mean? You, you crafted songs and 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 records to to, to really, you know, uh, fill spaces. You know what I'm saying? To to really soundtrack niggas' real life movies. So I'm having more fun now than I ever had before.
0: Okay, okay, that's what's up, man. I, I seen corrupt name on um on the title, but I don't know if I heard him. Is he, Is he on he the track? The hook?
1: That's him talking and doing the intro and doing a hook.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Shout out to corrupt man.
1: Yeah, he Shout got a verse to- on there, but he wanted me to keep it for the remix. So I was like, all right, cool.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah. Is Corrupt still spitting like
1: he was back in the day? Man, that, that motherfucker ain't lost a step. Okay. <laughs> okay. That ain't lost a step. He's, it's actually easier for him now, so that's dope. Yeah,
0: shout out to Corrupt, man. Shout yeah, out to Corrupt. On. Yeah. So, man, um, is let me ask you this would you remix any of your old songs to a Vaxxineen song?
1: No, 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 Juvie, that was deep. Um, I don't know, what's funny is I was just uh, thinking today, like, damn, I hope that didn't, that's like the greatest rap song to ever come out of the South. So it's like, I I was thinking, I I was having a conversation, I was like, what? Summertime might be the greatest song to ever come out the East. Um, I was thinking about different ideas. I was like, man, Back That Ass Up is the greatest song to come out of the South. But I wonder if Vax <laughs> That Ass Up is actually going to ruin me. I hope not. <laughs> I love juvenile music. So I heard that, I, that. That didn't even happen in my mind. You feel me? Like, I just forgot that happened. That don't even count. So I just ignored it. It didn't happen. It's not real. It's a dream.
0: I'm trying to think what kind of check he didn't got to do the vaccine song, man that's a
1: quarter million, half a million dollars or something, man. Ain't no telling. That didn't happen though. We're just gonna actually act like that didn't happen, and we're gonna keep the proper respect on the uh, the ghetto gospel that back that ass up is. So we're not even gonna acknowledge that that didn't happen. That was a that was a clone, juvenile. That was a clone, Manny Fresh. That was them trying to just steal our culture and use it for their agenda. That didn't happen. That wasn't really juvenile. That's how <laughs> I'm, <that's laughs> I'm dealing with it right now.
0: Okay, okay. Man, and I know um, it's been a few, like at least a year or so since you dropped that um, uh, Tupac Must Die song. Yeah. I want to know, because when it came out, I was thinking like, what made, what made Glasses talk about that side? Like, we always hear it as three sides to a story, what, but what made you um, go with that side? What made you talk about that side?
1: Um, really just being in pursuit of real hip hop. Mm, you know, okay. um, I've heard people reference the concept like cloud chasing. And it's like, I couldn't imagine if 1987, right. If that term was around, somebody heard fuck the police, like that's cloud chasing, they're cloud chasing. It's like, nah, it's like, um, real hip hop is all perspective based. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's all about perspective. And, um, in the pursuit of getting to the holy grail that is hip hop and, and its purest essence, especially coming from the West Coast, um, me being a, a, a real crip, you know, I mean, A representative of, of the culture itself, and having a vast understanding, you know, especially in, in realms of morality, it was important just to tell the story. Um, it's all the same story. I, I really. Like I get why people kind of was hurt about it, but I don't get why they're mad about it. You know what I'm saying? I get why you could be hurt because you know we had to kind of it was a visual where you watch you know one of the greatest icons in the history of our culture you know in hip hop you know get you know get um get killed. But again, you know no man is above a program, and this morality clause as far as the West goes is is. Pretty much even playing field for anybody if you if you decide to involve yourself in in those matters. So, um, I just wanted to do something hip hop, man. Really, just straight pure hip hop. And unfortunately, pure hip hop is frowned upon as it always has been. You feel me? So yeah, it's all good, man. It's like this will come with the territory of being dope. I felt like too many niggas like me in the first place. I or they act like they like me. At least now they ain't got to act. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, could, now I'm going to give you a reason to say fuck me. I'm going to give you even more. So just, you know, I hope you got a nice reserve bank of fuck yous waiting for me because I'm so finna give you a lot of music that you can say fuck you glasses. So, but at least you'll give me the energy I need. So it's all good. Yeah. Did you know Baby Lane? No. I knew Dre from Southside. Um, I ran across Keefe, and he's a legend from my town. So I knew who they were. I just know their stories. I know Dre. I know Dre pretty decent. Um, booked me for some of my earliest shows. What's crazy to me is um, the South Sides. I mean, I don't know if they have it to this day, but when I was coming up gang banging and, and, and kind of coming into my own and becoming a rapper, they used to have a thing where they would have a day where they would celebrate Baby Lane just for him being the kind of rider he was. They used to call it Lane Day.
0: While he was alive?
1: No, this is after we passed. Oh, okay. So, like in the two thousands, in the mid two thousands, they would have this dope event called Lane Day, just showing love to their homeboy. You feel me? And um, you know, they really had a lot of love for that dude, and, and he did have a very <laughs> solid reputation. He was a stand up kind of guy. You know what I'm saying he has a legend in our parts. So, to the to the rest of the world, they may consider him a nobody, but to our section, you know, what I'm saying and. and people from around Compton and Watts, you know, he was something special. He wasn't just nothing. So
0: yeah,
1: I used to celebrate him. He was a, he was a cold dude. He had a, he had a righteous kind of path about his thing. I mean, he, he kept his, his crib right.
0: Yeah, okay. Let me ask you this, because this is what I always wanted to ask somebody who is really affiliated with the streets. Has, has the internet um, killed the streets? And what I, what I mean by that is, because I remember the day when I found out Tupac died, right? The mm-hmm. day I found out I was 16 years old. And I remember thinking, damn, I'll never know exactly how Tupac died. There was no internet back then. There was no social media. I was thinking like, damn, I, I ain't gonna never find out exactly how he died. But now when <laughs> you know, rapper die, it's like you go immediately to YouTube and if, if it's not up yet, you're just thinking like, damn, somebody got slow internet. You know what I'm saying? So like, has the internet killed the street culture or the street, um, I guess, principles?
1: So when you're saying the streets, are you saying has the internet killed crime? Because that's all the streets no. is. Well,
0: what I mean is. I remember because I'm not I'm not from the streets like whatsoever. You know what I mean? I, I got homeboys that's from the streets. Sure. I'm not I'm not street dude at all. What, what, but, what do you mean? What
1: do you mean when you say you're not from the streets? Like did you come up in poverty?
0: Um somewhat. I mean I'm I'm from LA. We moved to Westchester, then we moved to San Pedro. So
1: how how old were you when you moved to Westchester?
0: Um I was 17.
1: Where'd you grow up at in LA?
0: Uh, on the east side, Compton Ave and Normandy. Uh,
1: I mean, Compton, Compton Ave and do. And no- oh, then you from the oh, streets? Oh, yeah, you from the streets then. That's that's the true east. That's like a hop, skip, and a jump for Watts. That's a, thon- a stone's throw, like the English people say. You from <laughs> the streets? <laughs> See, are, what are, you, are you saying you didn't commit crimes?
0: Yeah, that's pretty much what I'm saying. I never act, uh, anticipated or act, I never was in gang activity, I could say
1: again like that's one of them things man that's been overstated i mean what's gang activity
0: gang activity is i'm from this hood you from that hood and i'm pressing my line that's gang activity i'm writing on the walls
1: i'm i'm going doing shootouts whatever oh, is that what you really think that's how it go Th- that's what i think so and and it's is a serious like I have a serious issue with the misunderstanding of what it really is to be from a gang, right? Mm -hmm. Um, In its truest essence, right, it's really a bunch of friends trying to survive in a horrible place, right? In a place that's rooted in poverty. So that means it's rooted in limited resources, limited opportunities. So the gang that word comes because you're willing to commit a crime right to advance your purpose to advance your agenda um selling dope is not a part of being a gang member Mm -hmm. shooting guns and 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 retaliation is not a part of being a gang member those things existed before gangs existed you know what I'm saying before gangs niggas was shooting guns, cowboys was shooting guns. Feel me? Uh, before black gangs, drug dealing was happening. Before black gangs, all of this stuff was happening. You know what I mean? You just got what you had is a bunch of poor people in a place that has limited resources, limited opportunities, fighting over scraps or fighting to protect the only thing they have, which could be this limited amount of resources or reputation being the lowest, you know what I'm saying? That's all you have. So when I hear people talk about it, it's always this weird phase of like, uh, it's it's some kind of confusion that you sign up to snatch old ladies' purses and it's like... Nah,
0: nah, that's not what gang... To me, that's not what gangbanging
1: is. Well, Well, because, you know, you from the cut, right? You grew up in the same culture, right? Some niggas go to college. Some niggas play sports and go pro some niggas get jobs some niggas a thousand things you feel me it's not like you become a gang member it's like okay number one rule throw away your life people only group together this way because there's a limited amount of resources and opportunities if if there's a career present anywhere in the vicinity to where they could take care of their family nine out of ten men would choose that route so when, when you're saying, like, if you're asking me have the streets died, are you are you saying the anim, the anonymity of it? Like, it used to kind of have a, where everybody didn't quite know what was going on. Um, it's not just the internet, right? It's, it's it's cameras. It's the cameras that people use on their house for security now. What do they call them cameras?
0: Like the ring camera. The ring
1: cameras and all of these cameras. That's taking some of it away um really the streets have moved to social media comments like you can learn about a whole situation in the comments of the report because everybody wants to be acknowledged but again the same thing that's stimulating gang members to go out and 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 do these, these things they're doing them in the comments when they're expressing rest in peace to this person when you don't have to tell that to that person You You can't, you're not telling that to that person on social media. That person can't even see it. You're doing the same reasons. It's really to make something of yourself. You know what I'm saying? So again, if people don't feel like they can create this economic base for them to, to, to get respect and to become somebody, then they'll do it by any means. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think, like I said, that that's bothering, that's bothering me way more than it ever has. That it's just like this misconception of, People who just wake up like, let me just ruin my life or let me just go out and um, trip. It's like, no, the reason they're tripping is they're frustrated. People are frustrated. They don't have something. Um, People are homeless. People don't have opportunities. So they group together. It's the reason why, you know, you go downtown near Skid Row, you feel me? And none of these people live downtown. I mean, none of these people grew up downtown, thousands of people that didn't ever live downtown, but they was homeless somewhere else, and they came to be homeless with other homeless people. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So again, people tend to group up. I mean, if you grew up in Beverly Hills, maybe you join the country club, but where we from, you join Seven Street Watch Crip because that's our country club. You go swimming at Mona Park. You feel me? And that's their country club. And every now and then, because motherfuckers is so poor and they don't have a ton of value for life, that they fight with each other over the limited resources. Maybe over a public pool because they feel like somebody is you know, taking some of the girls and this is the only thing that make them feel like a man, the girls. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's just such a misunderstanding and it's frustrating to, to you know, hear other black folks like, you know, We all know, like you, you, like, no matter if you say you're not from the streets, you from the streets. If you went outside and played, you played in the streets. Yeah. You didn't get to go, you didn't get to go to the country club. Feel me? You didn't really play in just your backyard. If you played basketball, you probably played basketball at Drew. Feel me? And you ran into other niggas who was from different neighborhoods, and they still might have treated you like you was from over there. And if if those guys was mad because you you gave them twenty points in that game and you didn't dunk on somebody, hit a three, and they got mad because they were frustrated and they didn't know how to express that, so they tried to fight you, three or four of them, and the guys you grew up with stood up for you. That's gangbanging. In the simplest instance, that's how it starts. And then somebody mad they lost the fight, then so somebody shoot because they're really fucked up, because their whole existence is fucked up. Something is going on, they have no value for life, so then they shoot one of your friends because y'all won the fight. And then your friends who don't have anything to look forward to want to get retaliation in your name, and they feel like this nigga killed my friend, that I know his mother, I know his brothers, I know his father, you know what I mean? I need to get vengeance for him and willing to throw their life away to make sure you are avenged at that point. You are avenged at that point. So it's not this you know, really unique thing. It just comes across that way. Gang banging didn't invent anything. Black gangs didn't invent anything. We're a product of any other poor place, feel me, that poor people are. Especially where capitalism is the system. So you have to look at a bunch of people have a ton more than you do and you feel you deserve it, and you want to just be somebody. That's all it is.
0: Yeah, because I got, I got a bunch of homeboys that um, that, are, that are from gangs. You know what I'm saying? I understand exactly why they in the gang. It's just because that's where their they parents lived. You know what I mean? That's where they grew up from, and they lived with the same dudes who they now running with. Those are their friends, so I, I get that part. I guess my my question is, like you said, the, the anonymity the anonymity of the streets. Where it's like, I feel like a lot of people that 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 participate in criminal activity run to the internet and tell everything. Bef- like before, it was none of that. It was like it was a code that you followed, where it was like. And I know some gang bangers that's probably like, oh, like probably me my age or maybe a little older, they even scared of cameras. They scared to get on and talk about even the smallest thing. But now I see more and more people getting on camera where they willing to divulge all the criminal activity. I'm like, what part of the game is this? When is this, when does this come into play where people just get on the internet and talking? And so I-, I my, Yeah,
1: my, so, I go, so I get your point. Um, but see that's the thing it's always been something that people have boasted about if they don't have anything to really um if they don't have nothing to lose then they've always done that you know what i mean like if you write your name on a fucking wall and cross out somebody else's game you know maybe the uh, stranger in nebraska didn't know that that happened but Everybody from around our way knew what happened. When Tupac got killed, he got shot, rather. We all knew who did it. Like, in real time, the same day, November, like, 7th, we knew who did it. We knew what happened. Again, within the culture itself, everybody kind of claims their shit. Because you want that respect. You want that Fear factor, because you're really trying to get people to not try you. You're really trying to get people to really put respect on who you are and your existence. So maybe some people getting money and some people shooting guns. So even today, when I look at it, you know what I'm saying? And I'm watching people do certain things on the Internet or in the comments, right? The the difference is they're doing it because those that's where everybody is now. Everybody's in the comments, Right of some post about some violent situation or some gang shit. So all the activity, the streets, the comments and social media are the new walls. They're the new neighborhood walls that you write on. So you got niggas writing everything. You know, you got niggas having a bio that's public. You know, some niggas is private, some niggas is public and they're trying to represent it and, and become somebody that people from other places around the community know exists. They just want you to know their existence is a real thing. And, you know, there's something. They're special. So they go through any, they go through so many different hurdles just so you can know they exist. And at times to their own detriment. But again, it's not far-fetched for human beings to do this. You know what I'm saying? And especially when you dangle a carrot in front of them and they're starving. You know what I'm saying? Some of these situations are way deeper than everybody can understand. You know what I mean, and some are just, you know what I'm saying? Some are just driven by, you know, again, it still goes to a, a desire to be relevant, a desire to be acknowledged. You know, people live a very, you know, like a life without being acknowledged. You know what I'm saying? So they want people to know they exist. It's really important, you know what I'm saying? For human beings, that's why we group together in the first place. Yeah, so I just, like I said, I, um, I think I've, I've heard people say that, like, oh, you know, the streets are a myth or it's a code. The, the thing about, like, not telling is it's, a, it's an accountability code. It's no code. You don't sign a moral agreement that this is, has to happen. It's, it's, it's being a man and being accountable for your own actions and not throwing another human being under the bus because you don't want to be accountable your own actions that's not a black gang code or street code that's a criminal code before there were streets before there were black gangs these specific ideas and concepts existed way before that you know i mean like they have a thing called omerta in in the mafia which existed way before black gangs for me the police shut the fuck up be accountable for your own shit that's the only thing men ask of men you know what I'm saying? That's the only thing men ask of men. You know what I mean? If you in the midst of committing a crime. Yeah.
0: You
1: know what I'm saying? If you decide to to, to, to to hover in the underworld and fuck with some crimes, bro, be accountable for your own shit. Do not involve the authorities in my shit. Yeah. Well, it's a justice that we all deal with on the corner. So I think... Um, I think that I get when people say when they say in the streets, but of course the streets exist. As long as there's poor people, there's going to be streets. There's always going to be people, especially in a capitalist society, you know, people are going to try to commit crimes to advance because that's the only thing that's available. You know, there's there's not no factory you can walk down the street and go get a job that pays $70,000 a year. That that factory doesn't exist anymore and it hasn't existed for 40 years.
0: Yeah, I know all of- when I was growing up all down uh, Alameda,
1: you could, Same see, yeah,
0: you could see a bunch of just abandoned
1: buildings. And there's it, a ton of people working in them, except nobody from our community. And you know they built those factories, and they built the houses where we stayed at, you know what I'm saying? Because they wanted to people to work at these factories, yet these factories are filled up, yet none of these people are working. So that's a whole nother problem that that's not being really talked about or addressed.
0: Yeah. What is, let me ask you this. What is, what does the evolution of somebody like, like a gangbanger, what does is, what is the evolution of a gangbanger look like?
1: I mean, it's the evolution of any human being who commits crime. You know what I'm saying? Either they find, a, they either get caught and pay with their life for their crimes or they pay with their freedom for crimes or they're still committing crimes or they found an opportunity somehow and they have that opportunity. I got an OG homie who was one of the most popular PCP dealers that I worked for in my life who went to prison for the same crime and found truck driving and that was an opportunity. You know, I I got a couple homies who have literally found those opportunities. And then I have some OG homies who didn't find those opportunities so they still getting busy they trying to find a way out then I have other homies who got the rest of their life in prison for those opportunities and I got homies doing time 10 years for those opportunities so again it's the same you know the same evolution is with anything I mean everybody want to earn a living I'm saying so McDonald's ain't no living when you're a grown-up I'm saying when you got to pay your own rent so you know, people going to make a living at any cost. So some of my homies drive trucks. Some of my homies, you know, figured out other parts in the business. Some of my homies own shops. Some of my homies work, you know, for um, companies. Some of my homies became construction workers. Some of my homies built trailers. You know what I mean? But they still my homies. You me? Know what I mean? it's, it's not like people want to sell dope. It's just... It's available, and you can make more than a you can make a more than a decent living. You don't you can pay your rent and bills selling insurance. you just can't pay your mortgage and bills working at McDonald's, which is kind of the only job that's available instantly when you're growing up. Where we from?
0: Yeah, you know I heard you have a, a interesting take, and I I want you to kind of elaborate on it. Where I heard you on the Gangster Chronicles podcast where you were talking about, um, certain people that was in gangs should only be focused on the money. And then it should be only people, uh, certain dudes that's in the gang should be focused on like the muscle of it. And it almost sounded like you was like, you was structuring it like to run a business, you know what I mean?
1: Where it was like, yeah. yeah. In, in theory, it is a business, right? Um, It's one of the reasons I get upset when they try to hit gangs with RICO's Mm. because they're not organized crime. Mm. Like, my thing is, at least if we're going to get RICO charges, the thing should be very organized. And it could also create... Gangs are some of the most powerful Black structures available to the community. Mm. It's just such a fractured relationship, right, between the gangs within and between the community itself. But if you've seen it done at the highest level, like I have with a Dell Dog or Big U and certain people who have a great relationship within their community to, to help children steer them away from it, or if you're going to get involved, steer you to at least maybe stay alive. You know what I'm saying? I feel like the smartest thing that could happen is you create a real sense of organization. You create a real party, a real productive part of society with it. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a ton of organizations and corporations that commit crimes all the time. Amazon commit crimes. Google commit crimes. Everybody fucking commit crime. Everybody break the law trying to get ahead. And then they catch you and you. McDonald's, I'm sure, has tried to usher in some bullshit ass meat or some bullshit that they had no business trying to. And they got popped and they got taxed and whatever. You feel me? So. I think the problem is, it's because it's so unorganized. Um, any successful, you know, the gang is the military of the neighborhood, okay. you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. all it really is. It's just a bunch of guys trying to protect their neighborhoods, trying to protect their business vested interests. Maybe the fact you're trying to sell drugs over here, this is no, don't sell drugs over here. This is our area. For us to make a living, don't bring your shit over here. You know what I'm saying? Don't bring your ass over here. So I felt like one of the main mistakes of 98% of the gangs is literally they try to turn everybody into the infantry. That's not going to work successfully. Mm -hmm. That's why you have people telling. That's why you got people, feel me, getting other people killed. That's why you got people making a ton of mistakes. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody is trying to be the infantry. That's not true. Even the military itself doesn't have everybody as the the infantry. The Marines, everybody's not an infantryman. Army, Navy, Air Force Base, the Mafia, any organized group of, you know, with a sense of a military mind, everybody's not the infantry. Everybody is not carrying a gun. Some people have the responsibilities of earning a living. You know, it, it all should help each other. It all should be this productive movement of things going forward. You know, i got homies in jail who are not getting things sent to them. Every nigga from 117th Street, Watch Crip doesn't have a phone in jail. Niggas got phones in jails. Well, in my mind, everybody from our gang, for me, that has decent standing, you know, that has good standing because even some have bad standings where mine is, um, the proverbial telling, right, Um, they did a crime that's unsavory, that's not, that's frowned upon by said community. So then maybe that person, you know, does not benefit as a whole, but there's enough reputable members of it that should not have to worry about, you know, not eating jail food, not being able to call their family. Some of this shit shouldn't even be a realistic thing. And I think it only is, even to bury niggas, Like You got niggas, niggas is having 30 days to bury members of their organization to the point where now they have in these caskets and you can't even recognize the motherfuckers in the casket because they body then, then, um, then, then came apart and so bad. It didn't, you know, fucked up just over time. You know what I mean? Like, it's no reason that shit should take longer than seven days. There should be a fund for that. And the reason there isn't because a gang is still very much everybody for themselves or I'm going to look out for the niggas I like. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I said it on the Gangster Chronicles. The, 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 the truth is that's probably the biggest flaw, trying to make everybody a part of the infantry. Mm. I mean, you train everybody for war, but that don't mean everybody go get on the battlefield.
0: Right. right.
1: At and least right. in my mind
0: yeah <laughs> um, yeah the, the gang the gang stuff is is like you said it is the military of the neighborhood I would I just don't I just in my mind in LA is always gonna be uh, an organization you know what I mean because one, it's not like you said it's limited resources you know what i mean everybody think la is big but if you really from la you see how how small and how limited it is um, where it's not it's not a lot of resources they may have two three malls within a 20 mile radius you know what i mean whereas and everybody is trying to trying to wear the same jordans everybody trying to wear the same clothes but it's it's not a lot of resources for you to even get it so you either have to have the muscle or you have to have the money in order to accomplish you looking fresh or you looking decent enough to come outside where you're not getting bagged on or you're not getting talked about, you know what I mean?
1: Sure, for being poor. Yeah. Poor like People talking shit about other poor people. You gotta love
0: it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, so I want to change the subject a little bit, man. So
1: you jump off that.
0: Okay, go ahead.
1: Something I have realized was the resources are limited because we don't share them. See, I disagree in L.A. Well, it's, it's, it's um again, we're having that same conversation now about the fact that every gang should have earners. Mm-hmm. The funds are misappropriated because they belong to one person. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, again, if one gang, like I'm from a gang dog where my homies did it, it. I had a couple million homes homies. I had a couple hundred thousand their homies. You know, we started a car club in 1998, and we had 20 low riders to start. And my hood ain't big, and anybody in Watts or the East to tell you, my neighborhood ain't this gigantic neighborhood, but it's a neighborhood that's well-financed in its prime. It's well-financed, well-represented when it comes to military means and literally was a very much an income-producing place. But I do genuinely think that it could have been a lot more effective if funds were, you know, if if we had more of a structure to how the funds, and then it would create a much different thing even around the whole area. Around the whole area. The whole area could have been benefited from it. In the normal sense of America, it's very minimal resources. But because this underworld exists and it opens up a new plant field, oh, my nigga, we had the gold rush where we from. We had the white gold rush where we from. Where I'm from, we had the liquid gold rush. I mean, we had real oil. Mm. I mean, we called it charm. We had real oil. Yeah. So yeah. I just think when you make that kind of op, when those opportunities happen and those rushes happen, those um, what do they call them? Revolutions, uh, like those uh, those no are no, but it's it's a, it's another word. Uh, well, yeah, it's like when like the industry, it's a, it's a revolution. So even in the underworld of these economic revolutions, if the if the, if it was represented well those whole places will change as well. I just don't think, I think it becomes too personal in a place where you have to stick together. Um, it always reminds me of uh, New Jack City when Nino and G-Money, they, the, the, the motto of their of their game, right, was we all we got, right? And that's how it is when you pour. We all we got, you know what I'm saying? We all we got until Nino got money, until Nino got bitches, Until Nino got a car, until Nino got the carter, Nino got a whole organization and respect, then G-Money was expendable. Mm -hmm. I feel like people should have to be bounded a lot further into each other than that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's the mistake with a capitalistic society and gangs are a product of that same thing.
0: Yeah. So you know what always just blows my mind somebody who is, who is smart like you and who got the business sense and it, it, it's a ton of dudes that's, that's, that, that's representative of gangs that have your same capabilities. Why hasn't this been implemented? Why hasn't it been put in place? You know what I mean? Why hasn't that structure been put in place? Because then everybody benefits from it.
1: You're telling me. Got to murder 12 people. 18 people, you know, in a place that seems like it's so violent and so misrepresented and it's so horrible, what would rise is somebody way worse than, you know, what you could imagine of a gang member. You know what I'm saying? What what would rise is tyranny because you start sizing the whole situation up. You're like, I have to kill him, 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 and him. And you're turning to Thanos. You're turning to the world going against you. Because you can see the future of what needs to happen, you know what I'm saying. So it's tough to, you know, you can't finesse everything in the culture because it's a bunch of poor people, right? And poor people tend, as a mass, to lack sophistication. And you know, again, we, we're talking about conflict resolutions amongst poor people, and they can't have simple, simple sit downs and say, "Hey, man, we need to work this out." This guy fought this guy here. You know, we was at this party in y'all neighborhood you know, and this guy fought this guy and a couple of your friends jumped on him. So in exchange for that right there, you guys need to tally together and pay him $30,000 and apologize to him because that wasn't fair. And you're trying to have these sophisticated solutions, right? And resolutions to people who lack the sophistication based off of, you know, being, you know, tormented and oppressed for years. You know what I'm saying? And you're trying to have this refine resolution you know what i mean it's not necessarily a realistic expectation you know what i mean and when you become a gang member like being in me then you start understanding which niggas you got to deal with with force and which niggas can be finessed and 85 percent of them you have to take their life because then at that point everybody will fear you but also you may have to take so many people's life it becomes like i said now like i'm already a tyrant like That's who I am. I came to that conclusion. But, you know, at least I'm not a cruel tyrant. Like, I'm cruel that I don't care about your feelings, but I do care about your life. And at that point, I only have to deal with negotiating your life if I feel like my life is in danger. Mm -hmm. You know, my sophistication is at that point. But at this point, it would have to be if you just don't agree with me, like America, where if you don't agree with the American way, they will just knock your fucking shit off. Mm -hmm. So... You know, you would turn into, a, you know, your hood would be, you know, again, your hood would suffer from tyranny. You know what I'm saying? Everybody would feel oppressed because some people would like that person's vision. And you would be like, well, I know the better, you know, the, the, the solution for the future. And your job is to finesse a bunch of people that really don't believe in nothing but power.
0: Yeah, but let me ask you this, because I know in in the prison system, from what I heard, that's that's the way that's the way it is it's where you got the top people the top bosses or the the people who are the shot callers where now they're going to have these conversations and it's a lot structure where those same people you saying that don't have the sophistication on the streets but then they go into prison and they they have they they have that same sophistication you know what I mean
1: because they're ruling they're they're the those setups the mafias and and the the families and all of those different concepts are under tyrannical rule they're not under a democracy they're under tyrannical rule they're under dictatorships well if you don't agree and you don't go with the program we'll kill you so now if i want to promise my homies yeah i'm gonna kill you if you don't go with what i'm saying And kill some people, which is, again, tyranny, you know, which is me being a tyrant, I'm probably born to be that I'm fighting consistently every day, you feel me, Um, you know, you have to believe in democracy, and that's where on the streets where poverty comes in, it's tough to really, you know, you got to play a lot of mind games, you got to spend a lot of money to make democracy work for unsophisticated, or excuse me, not even unsophisticated, I don't like using that word, for distracted people. People distracted with everyday lives, so where they don't have time for sophistication. They don't have time for you know a 10-year plan. They need a 10-minute plan, because dinner is tonight, and they're not going to be able to eat. Mm-hmm. So in prison, they rule, it's a tyrannical rule. You know what I'm saying? It's, if you don't go with the program, they will kill you. So it's the same rule I'm trying to avoid. I, Still trying to use a sense of democracy, where it's like you want people to think it's right. I, I asked, I asked all of my homies, I was thinking about one of my homies, Funny Face, Keon, and um was thinking about another one on my homeboys, Lil Jay Scav. You know what I'm saying? And I was thinking to myself, like, damn, cause like chocolate and different homies who have good standings within the the, you know, within the neighborhood, and people respect them. Like, that's crazy. We're, like I was trying to get my homies to come together and say, hey man, let's all put five or $10 in a month just because we from the set and we'll take this money and we'll like give it to all of the homies in prison. You feel me? Like it's more than a hundred of us. So if we doing five, that's $500. If, if we doing $10, that's a thousand dollars. You feel me? And that way every month, you know what I'm saying? They'll have like $50, $60 on their book. Like it'll make their time, you know, way easier. Mm-hmm. And niggas was like, nigga, are you crazy? And, you know, and I know they have genuine love for these people, but it's just, man, it's tough to see that future. You know what I'm saying? That's why I feel bad for politicians in America and anybody else who has to run a mass number of people, you know, because you really got to finesse people in their own self-interest even for their own self-interest, you got to finesse them. you have to con them to do right by themselves. Is that, no.
0: Yeah. Is that, is that why you think America make laws? Because people wouldn't do right if they, had, if they was up to their own?
1: I mean, America, America is in a tough situation. Because justice is no way you can have justice for 400 million people at one time with one law. There's no way you can have justice in America, in California, for 40 million people with one law. You know what I'm saying? Because when they say a jury of your peers, if you don't grow up where I grow up at under these type of poverty standards, then you can't put a motherfucker from Beverly Hills and expect him to understand the lifestyle of a nigga that grew up in Watts or the or the East Side of Compton and think that this motherfucker has any idea of what it takes. A lot less cases would be murder. You know what I'm saying? A lot more cases would be self-defense. You know what I'm saying? But if you're judging from, you know, Brentwood and you're like, yeah, there's never a reason to shoot a motherfucker, but if you coming from where we come from, it's plenty of reasons to shoot a motherfucker. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just a tough out. You know what I'm saying? It's a tough out for them practice to really, you know what I'm saying, try to do the right thing. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Yeah. So it's always going to be somebody at the other end. But the the true great thing about America is it is willing to, to create independent and smaller governments within every, you know, parameter. Every, you know, it's the United States of America. So every state, feel me, has its own laws. And then you get into cities and they have laws in those cities, you know what I'm saying? So there's a very few federal laws, but the states and the cities and the counties have specific laws. It's just up to us to form, you know, the right things to to deal with our own situations because that's the problem. The problem is we would never get justice with them because they have no idea what it's like to be us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of justice, what you think of uh, Bill Cosby getting out, man?
1: I'm happy for him. Shit, I'm It's tough. (laughs) Okay. I don't think you could judge yesterday with today's eyes.
0: Mm, Expound on that.
1: They used to party like that back then. You know what I'm saying? Like people party different. Like the way you got at a girl is different back then. Growing up, all I heard from older homies or older brothers or any man in the movies and TV shows is like, man, I'm going to get her over here. I'm going to get her drunk just to try to get me some and you want me to now in 2022 you want to tell me that was rape oh that's rape it's like no if you go to somebody's house and you drinking with a stranger you know what i'm saying you possibly know just like the person involved that's trying to get some pussy that you may end up giving up some pussy if you go to somebody's house and y'all drinking alcohol where it lowers your inhibitions and, and refuse your shits like feel me like that's the point of it but then today is like oh well that's rape and you know you, you just rape culture shut your bitch ass up <laughs> let's let's start from today right and then we'll move forward with these rules today let's let yesterday be yesterday right and we moved out of that but don't look at yesterday with today's odds so do
0: you think it should be a uh, a statue of limitations on that kind of shit
1: I don't know. One of them things I don't got to make decisions on, so I don't even <laughs> stop mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Because, yeah, you you sound like uh, Judge Joe Brown when you was like, you know what I mean? You, you, did you see what Judge Joe Brown
1: said? Yeah, I saw that. I thought that was, that was funny. <laughs> but, but you know what's funny? He's not wrong. Like, like every, <laughs> we're now in a country where women do not have to be accountable. Like, expect, well, rather in this state. Mm-hmm. Like, women are totally unaccountable. You know what I'm saying, and that don't mean I don't think men should have to be accountable. But you feel me? Right now, if you impregnated a woman, you have no say on if a kid is born. Like the day she decides she's going to have the kid, you are financially responsible. Period. But she could wake up in the same day and be like, "Well, I don't want to do this," and you couldn't sue her and take her to court to make her keep the baby. You couldn't do nothing. It's nothing you could do. So again. You know, we've created women to be victims in this society all the time. They're victims from the start. And that's not true. Every human being is an accountable person and you should be accountable for your own actions as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I feel like um, I feel like we all men and women, because I think it's all about perspective on how you see the world. I used to see the world as male, female. Um, and and just, as I'm getting older, now I'm starting to see the world white and black. You know what I mean? And I think women have, to, some, some, to a certain degree, a superpower. You know what I mean? I feel like men, we have our, our physical strength, whereas women have um, a mental strength, where they can kind of either manifest or speak things into existence. Without even having to lift, or uh, uh, we did not even have to use their physical force. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sure. So, I feel like I feel like women should be on the same playing field as far as being accountable, um, because they they have a a strength that not necessarily men know how to use when it comes to like seduction and when it, when it comes to um, just using
1: whatever they whatever plus, their strength is. Plus, just durability. A baby grow inside of the motherfuckers and push everything around and they be just fine once the baby come out. Mm. That's unbelievable. You don't understand the type of strength that will require for shit just to start mushing your organs around and growing inside of you and you still just walking around this motherfucker getting on motherfuckers' nerves <laughs> and then once the baby come out, it's like, yeah, back to normal. Like, that shit is... That's a different kind of strength, so... I definitely don't, I definitely agree with you that, that um, we're holding women to a lower standards. I mean, but again, man, it, I believe in chivalry. So you know, what the fuck do I know? It's, it's, it's a very, it's a very conflicting place to be in 2022. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Being one of us, is tough.
0: It's yeah. tough. Man, so. I actually, I got connected with you from uh, Uncle Hen, man. Yeah. Shout out to Uncle Hen. Um, how did you come in contact with Uncle Hen? How did you
1: meet him? My big bro, Steele, man. still introduced me to him. And um, <sighs> he has become the most important teacher in the history of my existence.
0: Mm, okay. Yeah. Explain that. Explain that. Cause I met I met Uncle Hen probably, it's probably going on like two, three months now. Do you get the text messages in the morning too?
1: Yeah, all of them. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, he just gets it. You know what I'm saying? Like every now and then in this world you'll meet somebody who just gets it. Even the person you know who gets it, like my buddy Stretch gets it, but I can't ever get stressed to sit down and school me all the time. You know what I'm saying? But I is get somebody who took a real vested interest because I wanted to learn and he wanted to teach. And again, he became the most important teacher in my life. You know what I'm saying? That I've ever had, ever. From parents to school, AP classes, whatever. He has become the most important teacher. And... um. Cam is number two. Brother Cam from Watts. West Coast Cam. Rapper Cam. It's probably okay. number two. Then number three is my dad. Number four is my mom. And I have some cool teachers in high school. A couple of cool shit.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, man. It's, I, sometimes I be so excited about what I wanted to tell tell Uncle Hen about what shit that I learned and this. And I don't even get to get a word in. And I just sit back. I'd be like, fuck it. I ain't going to say shit. I'm just going to listen. You know what I'm saying? And Uncle Hen has been somebody who I'm like, I just need to shut up when I'm around him. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, don't need, I don't need to say nothing. Let me, just, let me just sit back and just listen and just take heed to what he's saying. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. We used to drive around in a G-Wagon. And he'd just be kicking Yang and We'd just be dipping through Compton and Watson jumping out and chilling. Like I, 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 like, I made some real sacrifices for hip-hop and for my future for, like, seven years, and he was the most instrumental part of it. You know what I'm saying? To make sure that, you know, it, it didn't go in vain. It was a reason why. So it's dope.
0: Yeah, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. Man, I ain't going to hold you too long. I appreciate you tapping in with me, man. Thank you for having it's, me. It's been an honor and a pleasure, man.
1: Pleasure is all mine, bro. Yes, sir. Yo, y'all,
0: this has been the Tap In Podcast, man. Thank y'all for tapping in with us. Don't forget, the getting is in the giving, man. Holla at y'all.